some people love to grab coffee with new people. I love to grab it with old people that I know and just talk about new stuff. Hey everyone, it's Cappy. That's exactly what we're going to do in this bonus episode. All of us old friends of the podcast will be hearing a new story about five local roasters across America who work together to co-create three craft roasted blends in collaboration with Keurig, the new love blend. Keurig has been an incredible partner of the podcast this season, so you may have heard me talk about my love of coffee and the deliciously crafted love blend. With that said, we wanted to do a special episode highlighting a series of conversations I had with each of the five roasters who worked together on this extraordinary collaboration. So pour yourself a cup of coffee, light, medium, or dark roast, and let's talk. Okay, so as I mentioned, this episode is a mashup of conversations with five different roasters. We have John from Portrait Coffee in Atlanta, Georgia, Sean from Mighty Oak Roasters in Astoria, New York, Michelle of Hero Coffee Bar in Chicago, Illinois, Matt of Mojo Coffee Roasters in New Orleans, Louisiana, and Deaton from Tectonic Coffee in Los Angeles, California. I love talking to all of these pros, but what I found interesting as we put this episode together is we realized we didn't have to do an individual episode with each of them. Rather, we can combine them all into a beautiful story on all of them coming together in their journeys to create one thing, the love blend. Please enjoy this bonus episode as we go beyond the plate with the five local roasters behind Keurig's love blend. Okay, so do you remember your first sip of coffee? I have a vague recollection of the first sip of coffee that I had. I know it was somewhere around the age of 13. I was definitely that kid like waiting for the bus with a pour over and a travel mug. Coffee has been a lifestyle for me since before I started roasting. My mother introduced me to, I guess, espresso beverages. So I'm from Australia and in Australia it's tradition to have chocolate dusting on your cappuccinos. So I would always like with my spoon be drinking her coffee or the chocolate foam. What excites you about coffee? Being surprised by the notes. The multitude of flavor possibilities from origin to roast to brew method. There's almost an infinite number of paths that you can take. When is the best time of day or night to have a cup of coffee? It's a tough call between morning or early afternoon, like either 7 a.m. or 2 p.m. I don't know if there's a best time. I think you could drink coffee all the time. <laughs> but this is probably why I have too much energy because I'm having coffee at 5 o'clock at night here in Chicago. But yeah, I would say anytime that you crave coffee, you should allow yourself to have the coffee. First thing, that first that first jolt, <laughs> it's real. The most important time of day is to have it before you talk to anybody else. But I think generally throughout the day, little bits to just make sure that your day is going well. Take some time for yourself. There's never a bad, there's never an unimportant time. All right, so let's do a deeper dive and get into how the love blend from Kira came about. First up is Sean from Mighty Oak Roasters in Astoria, New York. Working with four other roasters from across the country to develop the love blend has been just a fantastic experience. Just to work with people who have a very different history in coffee, very different styles, and to all be able to come together and collaborate and make something new together has been really inspiring. Next is Deaton from Tectonic Coffee in Los Angeles, California. I mean, I felt like I'd won the lottery. I mean, I've, I've been a small business owner now since I guess we 
2016 were just blown away when Keurig reached out to us. And to have this sort of cross-industry collaboration fall in our laps during a pandemic when it was most needed, like we were terrified that we were going to lose the business and it just meant the world to us. Like they reached out and it peeled the curtains back on an otherwise unaccessible industry and what we saw when we peeled back that curtain, pulled back that curtain, was that at the end of the day, there are people behind the engine that are, you know, heartfelt and led by emotion and fundamentally are roasters at heart. You know, there was a lot of things that we had in common. You know, a lot of them, a lot of the people that work there in the R&D team have come from specialty coffee and are working there. And, you know, I feel truly humbled and blessed that that we've had this opportunity. It was Remarkable. And the journey continues with Matt from Mojo Coffee Roasters in New Orleans. Working on the blends was really fascinating because you know everything's different right now with the pandemic. So it was very interesting to do something that we're all familiar with, cupping coffees, you know, analyzing coffees, but doing it all remotely like that, where you, you can't you're not drinking from the same vessels. You're all kind of doing something on you know a different part of the world trying to maintain consistency and all kind of taste the same thing. It was a very interesting process. But also, luckily, everybody involved is just super cool. Everybody on the Keurig team are really nice. They seem to be sort of top of their game. Uh, and all of the other roasters were really nice to meet, too. So it was, it was just a really fun experience. And here's Michelle from Hero Coffee Bar in Chicago. Collaboration was really fun. I mean, if I could, like, just put one word on it, I would just say that it was fun. Especially with 2020 just being such a staple year from like an emotional standpoint, financial standpoint, like having this project just really was like this beacon of light that I was able to distract myself with and just like fall in love with the process of coffee again and like trying not to think about, you know, it's like a distraction and a really good one that like helped, you know, myself financially as well. And last, John from Portrait Coffee in Atlanta. To meet complete strangers, but from the very first time that you talk to them, and you start to talk about this one thing that you have in common. And immediately there's this sense of like solidarity or a familial thing, right? So it's complete strangers. But as soon as we start to talk shop, it kind of feels like we, we're talking to old friends. And I just think being able to do that in the midst of it, the unique spot that we found ourselves in as a country was just, you know, an incredibly dope experience. So why was this collaboration so important to you or your business or the industry as a whole? Coffee feels like a parable of what these times have been, right? So the thing that I love about coffee is it's bitter, but for people that really learn to love it, you kind of see like coffee has this delightful bitterness to it, right? That there's a bitterness and a sweetness. And I do think, man, in the times that we live in, it's been bitter, right? With so many people that have lost jobs, lost lives, lost loved ones. But even in the midst of, of, of these like, yeah, dark times, I do think there are, there are these uh, bright spots. And so one of the things that has transpired was like, we launched a coffee brand at a time where, where the world was shut down and forced people to not get coffee at the big box change on their commute to work, but to start to explore 
e-commerce, right? We launched a black business at a time when the whole world was shut down, racial unrest reached its peak, at least in my lifetime, and people were forced to sit and to read and to rethink, all right, what are all the factors that have led us to be where we are? And what are the small things that we can do to change it? Man is a brand. A huge shout out to Keurig, right? Who didn't have to do this, but the fact that that they did this with a bunch of us smaller roasters, there's something about like when the big kid on the block comes and puts their arm around your shoulder, it gives a sense of validity and validation and it propels you or puts you into rooms and into the limelight and with platforms that you wouldn't have had. And so I think that that's it, huge and you know, a special shout out to them in all of this. Okay. So what was your approach to making this blend? You know, within coffee, we all have a, a universal way to communicate when we're tasting and we do it through cupping, what we call cupping. And that's a formal way of tasting and evaluating coffee over like a 30, 40 minute period. And so they got us together over Zoom and we sort of theorized six different blends that they, and of, of all different components that, and when I say components, like different countries, different regions within that country. And we sort of in in our minds were like, okay, this is these are what should work. And then their team went away and they roasted them for us and then sent it out to us. And then we held a second uh, meeting where we actually cupped and tasted all the all the blends. And then we picked sort of the best. And so it was a really cool, really cool process. That whole process probably took, I think it was around four to six weeks total. Yeah. So my big part was I was like, some of the coffee has to be from Mexico. So that's like, <laughs> as my family got a rep. And so, and everyone was like laughing. They were like, yeah, okay, Michelle, <laughs> we got you. Like, don't worry about it. Um, and so the dark roast ended up being um, the Mexico Sumatra blend, which I was just so proud. It turned out so great. And obviously with the help of the curing team and the roasters, we were able to really get just like this beautiful chocolatey coffee that I think represents Mexico really, really well. So So for me personally, I try and get coffee at least once a week from a local coffee shop here in Chicago. But if I'm not physically going to a coffee shop, I'm usually ordering beans from a local roaster somewhere across the country to support the business, if you will. So I see firsthand the struggle that these roasters and shops have had to go through to stay open and all small businesses have had to go through for that matter. But there's a massive industry having similar problems during this pandemic. So we wanted to touch upon that briefly as I spoke to these roasters of how this partnership maybe helped them bridge a gap of uncertainty. As a, a small business owner, you know, any sort of major external uh, interruption that we come up against is terrifying because it represents an existential threat. So we were less than a year old when all of this stuff started happening. We opened in May 2019. So a pretty scary time already that has become increasingly more complicated to navigate. And even though we're a pretty small shop, we have a, a team that we have to look out for. So this collaboration has been a really, a really meaningful way to, to help support our family and also our our community. Portrait was really birthed out of changing the picture that comes to mind when people think of specialty coffee. 
So I got into it about a decade ago. I walked in and it felt like every school that I had been in, right, where I was the only black kid in my class, right? And I just felt like, yo, where are all the people that are like me that like this? Man, now whenever I consume a cup, I don't just feel like drinking a cup of coffee. I kind of feel like I'm drinking purpose, right? That I'm consuming the heritage of my ancestors, the pigment in their skin, is reflected in the drink. And and so our thing is, man, we just want to, as a brand, change the picture that comes to folks' minds when they think of specialty coffee. And it's really aimed at all the outliers of people that feel like they don't have a place where we're saying, no, 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 like you're not an outlier, nor do you have to be on the fringes. There's a very real and substantial place for you uh, right here in the center of this whole thing. Man, the dope thing in all of this was that coffee was roasted and sent out and we got a chance to sample and taste and say, yo, this is true to who we are. And and the great thing about being able to do this with other people that are roasters is there wasn't any pretense. So we could say, yo, y'all sent this first one this ain't it, yo. Let's improve and let's work. And and so, yeah, it was dope just to come alongside and just to bring our strengths to the table. It showed that, you know, two different sectors of the industry, the coffee industry, can actually come together and work together harmoniously. So I thought that was really cool that we could come together and, and work like that. Having this experience with Keurig and, you know, the team over at Keurig and all the other roasters, I think it just really created this positivity, at least I could say within my own personal life, that really helped me navigate working in every day with my stores and my cafes. And having a big brand like Keurig really support small coffee houses when you think about that, that doesn't happen very often. I'm so incredibly grateful for all of the opportunities, for the awareness that it brings to small coffee. And I could even say that, like, you know, there's a lot of people who probably drink Keurig now and are like, oh, hey, these are really cool roasters. Like, let me check out their Instagram or let me go online and like buy, you know, support them as well. All right. It's time for a little speed round action. All right. What time did you have your first cup of coffee today? 4 a.m. 4.58 a.m.? 6.30? 9 a.m. 11 a.m. Tell me one food item that you think pairs best with coffee. It could be specific to the Love Blend or coffee in general. Pound cake, yeah. Pound cake and coffee or, you know, blueberry bagels and coffee, yeah. I've always been partial to an almond croissant. Just classic, really good quality pastry. That's all that I need. Well, I think bacon and eggs. <laughs> I, you know, I'm a big fan of just the, the classic blueberry scone with a cup of coffee. I think there's so, it depends on the coffee, A, eh? so like depending on like what region you're getting it from, but I'm going to bring it to the Love Blend, the dark roast, which is obviously my favorite because it's got Mexico and Sumatra in there. I've been pairing it lately with a blueberry oatmeal in the morning, and I really love, I do like fresh blueberries. When you're eating the flesh blueberries and then you have like a sip of your coffee, you get this really like natural sweet acidity that comes out of it. And that's what I mean when I, I love the pairing of coffee because on its own, you can get these really great like chocolatey and like woodsy notes. But then when you add other elements to it, it kind of brings out the other aspects of the coffee that are kind of hidden. So it's like a little secret. How do you take your coffee? 
black to straight. Yeah. Usually Americano pour over milk drink is usually a Cortado. If it's drip, it's just black. If I'm out at a cafe, I'll always have, I'll always pair an espresso, drink that first, and then I'll chase that down with a six ounce cappuccino. I take it with a little bit of oat milk and brown sugar. So if you were to write a message on a billboard about coffee, what would it say? Coffee's more than a product to consume. Coffee's a platform to do good. I would say try something new. Try something you've never had before. A new origin, a new preparation. There's a whole world out there. I don't know. I keep going back to like our thing, which is always evolving, you know, and I, so maybe it's coffee always evolve. That might be a bit esoteric. <laughs> it would say coffee is community. All right, everyone, there you have it. Thank you again to Keurig. To learn even more about the limited edition Keurig Love Blend and their five roasters and to order product, please visit keurig.com backslash loveblend and follow them on social media at Keurig. When you drink the Love Blend, everybody, think about the five local roasters that collaborated on this blend, this project. I can tell you from experience, after trying each roast and talking to each roaster, every sip now has a bit more meaning to me. So with that, please support your local coffee roasters and shops, everybody. They need it now more than ever. And a big shout out to Keurig as proceeds from your purchase of the Love Blend go back to support the five roasters that came together to create them. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Beyond the Plate. Next week, we're back with our regularly scheduled episodes, closing it out with a couple really big guests this season. This episode was produced by myself, along with Ian Cohen, Jill Yetten, and Shop Petrosian. As always, thank you for listening to Beyond the Plate. I'm Cappy, and remember, there are never too many cooks in the kitchen.